Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Previously in J360 Productions. Anyways, you we know, have to talk about the NFL hey, draft. Yeah, we got to get yeah. to the NFL draft. And with that said, guys, I'm going to go handle something else for another show. So you guys cover this. All right. All right. We got this. And with that said, welcome to the J-Man Show here on J360 Radio. Hello, J360 Legion, and welcome back to the J-Man Show. Yeah, sorry that this episode ran late. I've kind of been busy doing a lot of other things within J360. You know what I'm saying? I've been trying to go ahead and give every single property the reboot treatment. I mean, I brought back... Let's see, I brought back the Cyclone. I brought back the J360 Minibytes. I brought back... No, actually, I've given back the original name to the J360 Live presentation... Yeah, because you see, that was actually a prototype. I was testing out a new feature, you know, for us regarding the live stream capabilities. And, you know, since I'm actually a little bit more confident with that now, I can go on ahead and turn that back into the J360 PowerPlay. So, every single show has been rebooted. That means that every other episode that we've made beforehand, though, is considered now in void or in its own continuity. So, I went back and changed everything. Plus, for those of you that have been paying attention throughout all of 2015 into 2016, you know, I was going to change everything anyway. But, you know, the thing is, I actually took the time to practice and study before I made changes. Unlike certain people that are in public office that are trying to make changes that really doesn't benefit anyone and <laughs> set us back quite a way. Like, we are talking about healthcare again. Matter of fact, this is why the show was late this week, because I wanted to see exactly what they were trying to do, and once again, Incompetence Inc. will not let certain things go, considering who's in charge of it. I like when this man has an agenda, right? He'll go ahead and he'll slap American in front of it, because allegedly that's the goal for him, even though he's around here pretty much wasting our money and resources, but he's getting money on back pay from every other country he deals with. And, oh, guess what? His first foreign trip was to Saudi Arabia, which, of course, you know, they value the money a little bit more than the people over there, too. Like, that country has a lot of problems to it that I guess he wants to emulate all these other areas rather than going ahead and instilling the American values that he ran on with his campaign. But no matter how many times that you could go ahead and throw these little facts out there to people, he has blind followers that are just as delusional as he is. And that's pretty much where we are. We are heavily suckling on our delusion. And I don't mean some of us that are paying attention like, you know, yours truly and other people who are actually looking for truth rather than rating. You know, it's just like you got to really pay attention to what's going on. Now, just because you disagree with him doesn't mean you're liberal. You disagree with him probably because you have common sense and you realize that who starts this shit without a plan? There is no exit strategy for this sort of thing. Now, the bill narrowly passed through the House with 217 to 213 votes. So it just squeaked by by that much. And then you see, like, the Senate is where it also has to pass through, but (laughs) these are the same jokers that got rid of internet privacy. Also, there's an agenda to get rid of net neutrality. 
And then, of course, you know, we're back on the healthcare <laughs> issue. And then there's also the concept of income tax being um, reformed as well. And considering how this man doesn't even release his tax information to anybody. Yeah, a lot of bullshit in America. I, I can't even say American life. A lot of bullshit in the world these days. And, you know, and if the political scheme of things doesn't bother you, there is the idea that essential things are not being looked into, like science. Science had to go on a march for funding, for goodness sake. Trying to kill the EPA because he's trying to make it seem like global warming doesn't exist. Well, let me tell you this much. Yeah, it does. There is now a date, allegedly, when the polar ice caps are going to be fully melted. It's called 2040. And it's gotten so bad that there was a meeting around here in Delaware talking about eventual sea level rising. And it could submerge at least half of the state or so. Oh, which, by the way, those of you that live in Newcastle, you don't have to worry about this. Because, see, at least on, in terms of that map, you guys are okay. Granted, you'll have to be in Wilmington and where the 12-mile circle is. But, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. You know, the part where Delaware turns into a hook? Yeah. We all have to live there, and maybe then we probably won't have a state anymore, but, you know, that's where we'll be at for the least part of land. But the thing about it is, you all know this. You all know the polar ice caps are in trouble. You all know things are going to change. Earth is changing just as much as we're all changing. And the thing is, we're not treating it right because, see, the Fukushima issue cause contamination to the Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Ocean is polluted. No matter how many times they try to say, oh, we cleaned it up, we cleaned it up, we cleaned it up. With all of the spills and contaminations that we have put into the oceans, yeah, what, what do you think was going to happen? Of course, that area is polluted, and that's our biggest ocean, so there you go. The Great Barrier Reef is dead. The list goes on and on about things that are essential for all of us. That we as human beings and our arrogance, long since destroyed, you know, it's, it's just amazing. And the idea of fighting for science, to fight for essential things, because you know, you know, like I said, we're in a time where it's war on different fronts. This is not the time to be apathetic. You gotta really get involved. You gotta stand for something. And now you gotta stand for art programs, you gotta stand for essential things. Outside of, oh god, we're unsafe. Are you kidding? We're unsafe. Yeah, and guess what? We're all gonna die someday. Probably a lot quicker if this man continues with his agenda. He also signed some sort of executive order where you're dealing with pastors and also doing a kibosh to freedom of speech. Like I said, he's trying to do away with all these things. And call it safety. Oh, you speak up on your behalf. You're making everybody feel unsafe. No, that's not how it works. When you speak up on your behalf, there's an issue that you're annoyed about or there's an issue that's really under your skin that you would speak out about and you have every right to stand up for it. Now, if you're willing to pay the cost for your freedom of speech, you know you have an agenda. You know you have something that you really need to say. But if you're one of them kind of people that say something and don't think that you can be held accountable for it, which a lot of people do, kind of like how I do on this show, I know I'm accountable for everything I say, whether it's wrong or right. The idea is... <laughs> It's a high cost, and people don't pay it. You see, just like how Donald Trump is. Journalism is not his enemy. And I mean real journalism, not yellow journalism, and not the rating system that was traded for journalism. Like, when you hear news after news after news after news, like, that's why you don't get good news. You get a lot of bad news and a lot of horrible issues because it's ratings. But when you go for, like, something a little more and you dig deep and you're pretty much muckraking to really go ahead and get that information. Like, 
digging through ProPublica, and that's just an example. If you're digging through certain other means to get your information and your media instead of the top three, you're doing all right for yourself because you're educating yourself. These people seem like they don't want you to educate yourself. And you see, Donald Trump's going to go ahead and talk about how the media is his enemy and fake news and all that kind of stuff. It's because his ass is not being accountable. He's afraid of anybody trying to hold him accountable. And then you have other people out here that will go that extra mile to defend him, even though he is wrong in some aspect. He's human just like we are. As scary as that sounds, but the thing is, it's true. You see, the thing is, you need that kind of stuff. You need to hear these people put you in check. Now, I can understand, like, sometimes you go like, no, this is my way. This is how I get it done. This is how it needs to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it. See, too much power will corrupt you, and you can tell Donald Trump is very corrupt because guess what he surrounded himself with? If you ever take the time to look at his Twitter, take a look at his cover picture. See all those people he's surrounded with? They're the biggest bunch of yes-men and sycophants I've ever seen in my life, along with Ben Carson. All of those people, he surrounded himself with people that will give him an ego stroke. He's not surrounding himself with people who can do the job and people that'll say, you know what, I think we're going a little too far on this. He obviously doesn't give a damn about the Constitution because he wouldn't be throwing all this unconstitutional crap around. And now we're back repeating the same old thing. The man had over 100 days in office and he's so delusional because he thinks that his 100 days were the best 100 days in American history. When we of all people know. Plus, just like I said on almost every episode of this show, it's not really a presidency of the American people for him. This whole thing is a giant ego stroke for him. Like, you have people that used to take care of the White House and everything. They don't work there no more. And you also have a lot of people that, oh, and this is another thing. When you go ahead and threaten your representatives about they're not going to get reelected and all that stuff, here's a problem, okay? See, the little thing is identity politics. That's how they keep getting their job. But another thing is you got a lot of them doing this stuff because some of them are not going to be public officials anymore. Some of them are hoping to leave their job because... They done seen some stuff or something they know of that's going to happen or what's going on, and they don't want to be held responsible. You got a lot of people that are just looking to get out of there and be private citizens again and say, well, you know, you can't hold me responsible for that anymore, even though you could. But the idea is this. 2018, that is an important election for all of us. But another thing is, is this. You really got to watch it because a lot of people like, you know, Chavez from Utah, or Chavez, Chavez, whatever. The man that spoke about how we should go ahead and not go for the iPhone. Yeah, see, he's leaving his job. It's, it's just unbelievable, right? But you'll understand that a lot of these people are doing this crap and they're leaving. Some of them don't even want to be elected anymore. Because they probably don't want to deal with Donald Trump on the daily They're just saying, you know what, I see how shitty this is, I have my money, I have all the things I need, I'm leaving. And not before putting up some stupid rules to go ahead and hold America back, but I'm leaving. Now, keep in mind, as I say that a lot of these senators and representatives are leaving their jobs, does that mean that you don't vote? Oh, far from it. Get off your ass and vote. 2018 rolls around, vote. That's then. That's as far as I'm going to go on my little election spiel right now. And then the FBI director is back in the news again. This time it dealt with more of Hillary Clinton and the issues surrounding her. She came back on the scene not too long ago talking about how she lost. And I'm done talking about the election. 
I'm in this time now. 2017's here. You know, we're getting to that point where the summer wave is coming in. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of tourists flowing around in Delaware. And there's going to be bullshit upon bullshit upon bullshit. And needless to say, I just don't have time to go back and say how the hell we got to this point. As much as I'd like to go back in time, it just isn't going to happen. Because, you know, if it's multiverse theory, what's going to happen here is going to happen here anyway. And if it's straight time travel, then I would meet me from that moment and the thing is i would still vote it for hillary anyway because damn if i was going to waste my vote on trump because i knew that there was nothing there that was going to benefit me now how the presidency would have turned out with hillary well don't know she didn't win you see what i'm saying i i'm okay to admit that she didn't win but neither did the libertarians and neither did the green party and the socialist party well did they even have a shot See, the joke goes on and on, but the thing is, is that Donald Trump being the 45th president, <laughs> yeah, I, I did that pause on purpose, I don't have a problem saying it, but, you know, the thing is, he just really isn't presidential to me, with the way he carries himself. And for those of you that sit out there and say, oh, well, Jay, he's making changes for all of us, yeah, he is, but it's not going to benefit us worth a damn. Matter of fact, it's taking us back to a time where we shouldn't go. If you really think about it, all this stuff is here to impede any sort of progress that these people perceive as a threat. Kind of like somebody rising up from poverty to become a self-made millionaire or to become financially well off. Like my goal is to be financially well off. You understand what I'm saying? But when you go ahead and you try to take away somebody's health care, you go ahead and you try to mess with somebody's standard of living. What kind of asshole are you? Very incompetent and you have an axe to grind and not to mention that there's something about this person you obviously don't like so you don't want them to succeed any way you can. Now, what I'm going to tell all of you is the goal for anything from here on out because we're not going to get somebody with as much class as Obama ever again. Well, actually, that, I, I'm being a little too nice there. That That's debatable. It can happen, but granted, I'll probably be in my 50s by then. And I hope I have health care at that point. But moving forward, like I said, regardless of what idiot is sitting there in public office, you got to make your life livable. All of us put a lot of faith in our government a little bit more than we need to. A long time ago, Republicans weren't about big government, but you take a good look. And then this guy was the outsider, wasn't he? But it didn't take him long to become the establishment. And he has a well-known reputation for being a slumlord in some areas. I mean, if you don't believe it, go ask some of the people in New York. They'll tell you about him. But if you are blindly following this man, there's no way I can reach you until something happens to you. And then you'll probably send me a message and be like, You were right. You were right. And there are ways you can cope with that. One, start really paying attention to what's going on. And two, try to live for you. Don't, don't rely on this federal government that much you understand what i'm saying understand why it's there and understand that politics are a necessary evil understand that there is no way you're ever really going to feel safe a wall is not going to make you feel safe these are just aspects of security theater at best but here's here's how i can help you take note that you are going to pass away someday okay there's no way that you're going to stay alive for far too long especially if there's a war coming around and this isn't even a central war. This is everybody having a pissing contest. Everything you hear in the news, it's always North Korea, Russia, China, and America. And then sometimes Mexico pops up because for some damn reason, Trump still thinks that they're going to pay for that wall. And they done told you that they are fucking not paying for that wall. And literally, they said that. 
they took the time to say that in English. And they, you know, Canada's probably looking at us, even though they don't, some people in Canada really don't like their guy, but they also know that their guy is smarter than our guy, but our guy is senile as hell. And not to mention the ones that follow him. But, you know, any sort of lawlessness that is going to happen, people voted for this. The nation has to be better than its government now. Sure, the government will go ahead and they'll create different rules and all these standards that they can't enforce. Like, when it comes right down to it, how the hell are you going to enforce something based on what somebody is saying? We all come from all walks of life. We all come from different narratives. And when we have that culmination of all of it coming together, yeah, it's a lot of noise. Like, whereas I speak on behalf of this... You'll see that some of my co-hosts in the Cyclone, they come from different aspirations and different narratives too. And we don't always agree. As a matter of fact, hell, we argue all the time. But the thing is, is that we have that level where we don't go across. And see, nowadays, some people love to do the whole no filter thing. So they like to go across that level, test the water, get the shock value, and, you know, get off on it because there's no other way for them to have that euphoria like anything. That's why whenever I hear somebody say, I have no filter, I have no filter. Yeah, but you want attention, don't you? And you see, you'll know somebody who wants attention. Because that's why they say all this outlandish shit. Matter of fact, that's what I got out of the whole concept of people say racial slurs and all that bullshit. You know, if you're working so hard, you don't have time to give a shit about that kind of stuff. Because you know who you are. When you know who you are, those words don't even define you. It's just like if somebody called me an asshole. Man, I I know that. I, I have this show. I mean, you think about it, like, just because you have an opinion and everything else, yeah, we're all a bunch of assholes. Those pious people that you think of that really don't speak out and stuff like that, they are slim to none because there's a lot of shit going on. And I don't know if we'll ever truly be safe to the point where, you know, the threat level will ever go back to code yellow and maybe even code green. I don't think that's ever going to happen again because we're always going to be around orange and damn it if we're not that close to red. You see, you gotta try to make this life livable regardless what. See, I am the owner of J360 Productions. Trump or no Trump, I'm gonna go for my goals. And then the thing is, I'm gonna get more involved in my community. And then I have to pay attention to how politics is going because whatever goes down from here on out will have long-term costs with short-term motivations. You see what I'm saying? These people think in the short term, but their actions will dictate what happens in the long term. And I don't think they realize it, but this is the time where you got to prepare for the worst. Even during Obama time, you know, all the fun stuff that was during the Obama administration, whether some people, for some people, the Obama administration was hell. But for other people, you know, it it was a breath of fresh air. I'm not going to lie. All walks of life. Hear me out on this. For me, it was a little bit of both. You know, because there were things that he did that didn't make any sense to me. And then there are things that he did that really helped out. And you see, I was in my teen years when I was um, during the Bush administration. So, you know, one way or another, I had that safety there. But still, I had to be prepared for the worst. And you see, as I'm rebuilding and rebounding and getting back into the game, doing what I got to do, restructuring things, making improvements in my life every day. The less I need to worry about like what the government has to throw at me. But the thing is, I'm also aware of what kind of bullshit surrounds the government. And that's what you got to do. Because there's a comedy of errors going on as what I brought up throughout this whole presentation. You know, what with the health care, what with the tax reform. Has he done anything in terms of jobs? Now that I think about it. Or has he been going to Mar-a-Lago every weekend? And has he been going through the back door and not facing the correspondence? Much in the same way that everybody else within the 
Congress is not facing their constituents. What is that all about? You mean to tell me that you get voted, you get all these benefits, and you're not going to go ahead, face your, the ones that put you in there that are very unsatisfied about your work? You gotta take it. I mean, think about it. For those of us that are actually running podcasts and actually working in media or actually putting up presentations to serve other people, we have to take it. Think of yourself as a reporter on your beat. You have to make sure your story and your facts are credible because that is going to be ran through print. If you got page one tomorrow, you better be on it. And if you're on it and your editor sees it but doesn't like what you got going on here and you might not have clear, coherent facts to back everything up, it's a battle every time. So you're willing to go through the back door and not be accountable for what the hell you just did? See, that's the problem. It goes both ways. You are going to have to be accountable. You're going to have to face your critics every day, especially if you're in media. See, Donald Trump doesn't know that, does he? He doesn't know that it's give and take. You got to learn how to take it, but you got to learn how to give, you know, your explanations on why you're doing what you're doing. Calling CNN fake news while funny at one time is not really funny anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, an agenda to destroy the press, that that is stupid. They need him as much as he needs them. And the thing is, that's the truth. And he's all about ratings, but he can't handle bad ratings. And when he got voted in, the idea that he thought he could be president and be eternally loved by everybody, delusions of grandeur. This is in North Korea. And you see, North Korea was built around that structure. We are built around a different structure. Now, we've had good presidents, we have bad presidents, and we have Donald Trump. And you see, Donald Trump is in a level all his own, but that's where he wants to be at. So I'm gonna go ahead and change that shit right now. Donald Trump is in the bad president's category right now because he has no real idea what he's doing. But at least he admit one thing, that being a president is a tough job. And he should have understood that a long time ago because he's seven years old. He's he's not a spring chicken. He's been here long enough to know how this goes. But but also you have to remember he's not a self-made businessman. The social climate of everything is crazy too. If I'm not going after politics, nine times out of ten, I'm usually going after dumb stuff in society. I don't care about first world problems like, you know, the superficial cosmetic stuff or, you know, somebody's weight loss, weight gain. I I don't care about that stuff. You see what I'm saying? That's something that should have remained for all of you to solve on your own. It's not just you take your problems and you project your problems on other people and stuff. No, if that's your agenda to go ahead and make changes to your life, then damn it, Make the changes to your life, but don't expect everybody to follow you on these different circumstances. You understand what I'm saying? Like, society has a problem. Like, everybody is just trying to put shock value into things that should not have shock value. Or, you know, you speak out against certain certain agendas and then you get called a different name. Let me tell you this. Labels are going to come no matter what. Y'all need to stop being easily triggered and letting this stuff ruin your lives. You know, it's just like... Sometimes when I'm playing the power play, I'm sure somebody's going to pop up there and say, Oh, you're not playing that game so good. Wouldn't bother me because I still got episodes to make. You're going to get an episode from me and you're going to learn a lot if you listen. And the thing is, variety format, I can do anything I want. The point is, is that, you know, deep down on the inside, you can't sit here and feel ashamed and down and out and blame people for your problems and take your pain and your fears and project them on somebody else because all of a sudden you just don't love yourself enough. You know, and nobody said that this stuff was going to be easy and nobody said that you weren't going to be criticized. So understand this stuff. Donald Trump is entitled to be criticized. That's about his only entitlement. And he's 70 years old. He can't handle it. The people in Incompetence Inc. 
are entitled to be criticized. Because what they do surrounds all of us. Now, you can sit there and allow yourself to be a victim and allow yourself to say, well, the government did this and the government did that. You got to understand, there are people out there who are a lot sicker than a lot of us, right? But they live. Like the little kids at the St. Jude's Hospital or anybody with a terminal illness that know that their time is running out, they do a lot more living and they just want to be well off like we are. But a lot of us, we dumb ourselves down worrying about superficial issues and all these other things things that where our money ends up and all that kind of stuff plan your stuff out like really just sit back and really plan like where your money goes how much time do you have because see a lot of us talk about how we don't have enough time in the day no i try to test that theory you know like i try to go ahead and get as many different j360 products done to see like how much time i do have and if i focus on like what i'm trying to do i find that i have enough time for other stuff but if you go on ahead and you have your agenda planned out and you just realize that if you stop bitching and you actually start doing more, you won't ever have to worry about it. See, the thing is, people complain a lot and then they don't do anything. Yeah, something needs to be done about this. And then seconds turns to minutes, minutes turns to hours, hour turns to days, and so on and so on, and you didn't do shit. You just sat there said that idea, and you didn't do anything. The only difference between that and someone like me or someone like anybody else out here that know that they need to get their shit together and do what they got to do, they're going to do it. Spent a lot of time sitting there and discussing and throwing ideas around. Now you need to put that in motion. And that should all of you. It's just like... They find the right time to do this stuff, too, because I guess they all thought that since yesterday was Star Wars Day, they could go ahead and do this with all of us that are in the new generation. We're out here celebrating, you know, Star Wars, and we're out here celebrating that Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Episode Eight is coming later this year, and everything else. Like, And not saying that it's bad that we celebrate our favorite films or anything else. No, actually, that's a good thing. But you see, the thing is, Incompetence Inc. will find a way because they know that it, that's what we're all about, you know, within our pop culture and everything else. And they're going to find a way to try to pass so many things because we're not paying attention then. That's the thing, you know, like have the right side of your brain having a good time, but have the left side of your brain being aware. That's how you got to play the play the system sometimes. However, I know that I have really droned on about this, but it needed to be said. So, moving forward, however, I did take some time to actually celebrate Star Wars yesterday. I wanted to go ahead and get this episode ready for you all, but, see, once again, I had to go into that serious mode because this stuff is going to impact us one way or another. And you see, I'd like to, be, like to know that I have my health care well in hand while I go through life. And as should all of you. And then, like, see, I've also took the time to... Actually, you know what, let me ask y'all something. Have y'all redeemed the prequels yet? Have y'all actually taken the time to actually watch those films and say, you know what, maybe they're not so bad? Because like I told you all before, that once age settles in, you'll start to look at things favorably. And if you haven't, well, guess what? See, it's 2017 now, so wait until about mm, 2022. If we still have an Earth by then, you'll probably look at it favorably and be like, okay, I see what they're trying to do. Because keep in mind, even the old trilogy had flaws, and you see those flaws were actually the charms of the movies. And if you don't believe me, take a good look in 
episode four now, even though it was originally Star Wars. But take a look at episode four, and you see all the uh, all the fencing between Obi Wan and Vader. And if you really studied up on swordsmanship, you'll understand that <laughs> that was pretty awkward fighting. It was it was good for its time though. Don't don't get me wrong, but you know. You'll just know once you pinpoint the kind of things, but at least the prequels did what they set out to do. You found out how Anakin became Vader, and you found out how Galactic Republic turned into the Galactic Empire. And if you looked at a deleted scene in Episode 3, you find out how the Rebel Alliance was coming together. And then also, you have Rogue One bridging the gap, so in the end, you know, we're, we're getting somewhere with it, and that's really cool. And that's what we need, freshness to the series. And also, I'm very thrilled about Battlefield 2 coming. Battling in space, dude, I can't wait. Just think about it. My own X-Wing cruising through space, ready to shoot down a TIE fighter coming in. Aw, oh, snap. See, that's exactly why gaming is exciting right now. However, I've noticed something. Call of Duty is going back to its roots, huh? Everybody sits there and they're excited. Oh my god, World War II! Well, you see, the only reason behind that is, is that there are a lot of new gamers out there. But Call of Duty has always had World War II. I mean, granted, they should just go into Vietnam. I would like to see them do that. If they, why not do all the other kind of wars instead of World War II? Like, use Vietnam. I know we didn't win, and there's a lot of political reasons why we didn't win Vietnam. And then there's a lot of other issues about Vietnam, too. The military conflict did happen. You see, you can't erase that from history. Matter of fact, we'll talk about history in another episode, but Call of Duty should go back to all those other wars, like the Korean conflict. They should go into that. Or... The Gulf War. There you go. The Gulf War. Even though there were elements of that during modern warfare, but still. You know, they went to the future, and I guess people weren't entirely sold on it. But that's debatable, considering, like, where else could they go at that point? So they're like, nah, we're gonna go back to our roots this time. When November rolls around, we're doing something original. World War Two is back. A long time ago, people bitched about that. They were like, why don't they go to the modern era? And they did. And then, this includes Black Ops, too. This does. Matter of fact, a lot of Cold War stuff was in Black Ops, so that, that was pretty cool. Along with the Cuban Missile Crisis, and Arms Race, and everything else. So, yeah, you know, like, maybe some of those things were covered, but... In greater detail is what I'm saying, but the idea that they're talking about Call of Duty World War II, that's not original. That's how the series got started. And people complain about it for them to go to the modern era. And then they did, and then they went to the future... I think starting with Black Ops 2, they did. And actually, did they ever resolve the storyline in Call of Duty Ghosts now I think about it? See, that franchise has done one of two things. It made gaming a lot popular as far as FPS. And, well, actually, that's debatable. I don't want to piss off the Halo Nation. but And then there's also the Killzone Nation that needs a better game because that last Killzone game for PS4 wasn't all that good. You need to go ahead and put that in retcon. Do a, do a better Killzone did open the door for a lot of people that weren't even into gaming but see it was so successful that all of the other first person shooters wanted to be call of duty so that's the problem i have with that series oh it isn't the multiplayer where people cuss at you and all that crazy shit nah that that's gonna happen anyway the best thing to do about that stuff is cuss back you know what i mean have a good time and if it's somebody in free-for-all well you know what? he's sitting there camping and stuff 
feel free to throw a mine down wherever he sits at in the corner and stuff like that. These people do this shit all the time. We already know about the holes in Call of Duty. And needless to say, they get exposed every single game. And there's a beautiful place in hell for all those people that sit there and have no remorse doing it. Everybody sits there and cusses in Call of Duty. But like this whole thing, this isn't original. This is just stuff that happens just because you look at it you're like, Ah, uh, Activision needs its money. Like they don't make enough from World of Warcraft, right? Or Destiny. Or Destiny. Yeah, because Destiny's supposed to be coming back. But truth be told, though, we need a little bit more in gaming. I, I've noticed this. Like, whereas with Call of Duty... You see, I left Call of Duty after Modern Warfare 3 because, see, I'm like one of those that like not only the multiplayer, but I also like the storyline, and I wanted to see how that was resolved. And it was like the... You know, it was like it's Zenith for me. You see what I'm saying? And at that point, I was like... Okay, I'm done playing this game. Moving on. I didn't even play the Black Ops sequels. So at that point, I was done with Call of Duty, and I went back into, you know, the genre I love best, which is fighting games. And then I also went into Final Fantasy again. And I also left, like, different, you know, different aspects. Like, I'm looking forward to Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. As a matter of fact, I went back and played a lot of classic Marvel vs. Capcom games, and, you know, we really do need to get all of them released on PSN and Xbox Live because those games are classic and they need to come back. Like, people need to get exposed to them. But, unfortunately, licensing comes in and messes with Marvel. You know, I don't understand what the hell is wrong with, um... Actually, it's not even Marvel, it's Disney. Because, for a while there, Disney wanted to do their own games. Now they're finally understanding that, hey, you know, if we can go ahead and license out and work with these other game companies maybe then we can make some good money and the fans won't be on our asses even though infinity was a good was a good setup for everybody even though it was made to compete with skylanders but the but the idea of having the disney franchise characters meet up with the marvel franchise characters and the marvel franchise characters meeting up with the pixar characters and then eventually they met up with the lucasfilms characters because you know well disney owns them you know what really would have been funny though is if they went ahead and had ESPN people on there too, you know what I'm saying? Because they own that as well. I can see it now. Stephen A. Smith hanging out with Mickey Mouse talking about like what's going on in the playoffs right now. And speaking of which, I'm going to go ahead and buy NBA 2K18 when it's time for that. I'm not going to pre-order it worth the damn. As a matter of fact, I stopped pre-ordering games a long time ago. But I'm going to go ahead and make sure I snag that along with Madden. And then we'll go on ahead and go from there. Who knows? I'll probably play against the Buffet Boys or sometime. <laughs> Oh, speaking of the Buffet Boys, my baseball team lost against their baseball team. You know, the Phillies choked against the Dodgers. Now, I'd be a little annoyed at that, not because I lost, but the fact is I won't be able to play against them again until, like, September, October. How cool would that have been, you know, to have the Phillies versus the L.A. Dodgers and actually win it? You know, understand what I'm saying? Because the Dodgers are on fire. They have a top team. And you see, we're trying to get to that aspect of where we were. And, you know, we kind of been um, kind of been on the losing end of certain things as of late. But season's still early. We can bounce back. Right now we're playing the Cubs, and we already lost our first game in that. So it remains to be seen. But we're, we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be fine. And even then, you know, still got a lot of baseball to get through. Like, right now, there's some guy out there abusing the Jordan memes, wearing a Phillies hat and all that kind of stuff. See, the problem with the Jordan meme is... A long time ago, you would use it for the right reasons, but since it's such an end joke, people go ahead and take it and they abuse the living hell out of it. It's like, mm, too soon, idiot. 
As a matter of fact, what's going on in the Washington-Boston game right now, that's what you need to have that shit for. I think Washington came back and won, right? But then there was a bunch of fights yesterday, so. And that was happening while I was doing the power play. And speaking of the Buffet Boys, I also lost a bet. So I had to go ahead and do a shout out to him, which I was going to do anyway, because the boys managed to cross episode 20. Matter of fact, take time and make time to go hear the Buffet Boys podcast. You will not be disappointed. Matter of fact, my week isn't complete without hearing them. You know, just like S. Anthony Thomas, just like the Unwritable Rant and the M. Retail Slave podcast. And that's just to name a few, because everybody in the Potter and family are epic. You will not be disappointed. And the thing is, is that... Ugh, I gotta wait that long for my Phillies to go ahead and have some revenge. But here's the beautiful part, though. If I go ahead and I just buy MLB The Show sometime, and if Vic and Eb are up for that, you know, maybe I should play against them. That would be hilarious. Matter of fact, I'll probably stream that on the power play now I think about it. Especially as we uh, grow as a company here at J360 Productions. But, you know, moving forward, though, I also know I was going to promise y'all a fun episode, and needless to say, things have gotten serious. But, you know, I kind of had to make a Black Label episode today because there's just too much going on, man. So you know what that means. I'm going to have to bring all the fun stuff in in 24. But, hey, the best part about 24 is I already have it laid out and covered for you all. So, yeah, it's going to be a good episode, especially what I didn't cover this week. I'm going to do two film redemptions and, oh, actually, I'm going to surprise you with the main topic. And, no, it's not Donald Trump. But outside of all that, though, I'd like to thank all of you for coming in and listening to me ramble for a while. And hopefully you learned something and are trying to make your lives livable. But that's it for the J-Man Show this week. So this is Jay signing off. 